Welcome to What Is Truth. Yeah, yeah that's um, that's Switchfoot. If you guys want to check them out, Christian rock band, pretty good. Check out the Psalms 37. It says, "Do not fret because of evil doers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down, like the grass, and wither as the green herb." Trust in the Lord and do and and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, <clears throat> and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness at as the light, and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret because of Him who prepares in His ways, who prospers in His way because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret if only it only causes harm. For evildoers shall be cut off. But those who wait on the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while... And the wicked shall be no more. Indeed, you will look carefully for his place, but it shall be no more. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plots against the just, and gnashes at him who, and gnashes with him his teeth. The Lord laughs at him. What? The Lord laughs? For he sees. That his day is coming. The wicked have drawn the sword and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy, to slay those who are of upright conduct. Their sword shall enter their own heart and their bows shall be broken. A little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forevermore. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord, like the splendors of the meadows, shall vanish. Into smoke they shall vanish away. The wicked borrows and does not repay. But the righteous shows mercy and gives. For those blessed by him shall inherit the earth, but those cursed by him shall be cut off. The steps of the good man are ordered by God, by the Lord, and he delights in his name. Though, I'm sorry, though he fall, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholds him. With his hand, I have been young, and now I am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging, begging bread. <laughs> he is ever merciful and lends, and his descendants are blessed. Depart from evil and do good, and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loves justice and does not forsake his saints. They are perceived forever preserved forever i'm sorry where am i at preserved forever but the descendants of the wicked shall be cut off
That's again, he says, the wicked will be cut off. 29. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell in it forever. The month of the righteous speaks wisdom. I'm sorry, the mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom. And his tongue talks of justice. The law of God is his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watches the righteous and seeks to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt you in Exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a native green tree. Yet he passed away, and behold, he was no more. Indeed, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the blameless man and observe the upright, for the fortune of the man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together. The future of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in him in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked. And save them because they trust in him. Psalms 37. This is the word of the Lord. Be blessed. Uh, I'm going to jump into um, today's word is on providence. Okay. Providence. What does that mean? Well, let me give you a little over oversight what providence means. Providence is is the design of Heavenly Father who has your best interest at heart. The preferred word today is luck. But there is a world of difference between providence and luck. You you cannot rely on luck. You can only feel relief or pleasure when circumstances work to your advantage. Providence, however, has nothing to do with luck, but everything to do with God. Who is wisdom? Power and love works through your everyday circumstances to achieve His purpose. In the Sermon on the Mount, where the bulk of Jesus teaching on the on worry and fear appears he says therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about its own things sufficient for the sufficient for the day is its own trouble Matthew 6:34 nevertheless some christians worry about tomorrow though paul the apostle tells believers not to be anxious about anything philippians 4:6 Christians are anxious about many things. Scripture says repeatedly, do not fear. Yet people who claim to believe the Bible and live by its teachings find themselves haunted by a number of fears. Boy, is that true? Jesus wants us to be free from all forms of emotional imprisonment so we might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our lives. Luke 1, 74-75 God is going to work he is going to keep his purpose but you can be the instrument through which he does his work if you surrender to God's providence sorry guys the train okay so that's what providence is it's the will of God God's doing
Alright. So, Psalms 37, 23, which we just read. But if you go around to 23 on God's perspective in providence. We just read it and it says, The steps of the good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his way. So, that means the way you walk, the way you're going, is ordered by God. God is the one that puts you there. God is providence in it. God is sovereign in it. God is in control of it. <coughs> Praise God for that. I'd rather God guide my path than me, myself, guiding my steps, because I'll fail. Okay, um, Psalms 103. Psalms 103, 19 says, The Lord has established His throne in heaven, and His kingdom rules over all. That's God's providence, sovereignty. He establishes throne in heaven, and His kingdom rules over all. Praise God. Um, I'm going to do one more in Psalms 136. Give you guys all scriptures, man. God's word and truth. 136.26 Oh, give thanks to, to the God of heaven. For his mercy endures forever. Amen. His mercy does endure forever. Because if it didn't, we'd be deserving hell. Because if his son died on the cross for our sins, it will be endure it will endure forever. We're being sanctified to the day of Jesus Christ. Praise God for that. Alright. Um Matthew six Matthew 6, 25. 25-34 is a good do not worry passage. I'm going to read it to you guys. It says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. For they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than them, than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubic to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of the one of these. Now, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which I today which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all, these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. 
but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. It's the word of the Lord. Matthew six twenty-five to 34. Okay. What time is it? Plenty of time. All right. Praise God. We don't have to worry about nothing. God's in control about it. He's providence in our clothing and our food and our bellies. He's so good, man. All right. Romans 8, 28. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good, for good to those who love God. To those who are the called according to his purpose. People that are called by God know God. Trust in the Lord with faith. They died on the cross. We know that all things work together for his good. And for those who love God. Hmm. Let me see something here. Uh, I'm reading out of the New King James. I just realized something. I want to see what my ESV says. It says, For those whom he foreknew... Romans 8:28 And we know that for those who love God all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose Groanings 28 called according to his purpose I was just wondering what the difference in translation real quick So we know that all things work for God's purpose and plan not for us but for him Praise God for that. Uh, Ephesians 1.11 Ephesians 1.11 says, In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. According to the counsel of his will. He works all things. So how do we trust and reassurance in all this? Well, putting your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as Lord. Being in prayer. Reading your word. He, he um, speaks to you and teaches you to lean on him and not on your own understanding. Because boy, we do that really easily. You know? Alright. How do we make a change in all this? 
how do we make a change in, in uh, God's providence, trusting in Him in it? Well, if you go to Romans 8.32, it says, he who, he who did not spare His own Son, but delivered Him up for us all, how shall He not with Him also freely give us all things? Saying, if a God gave up his son for all of us, how do you think, why do you think that God won't freely give us all things if we put our faith and trust into his son, which God sacrificed, right? Which Jesus sacrificed himself. So these are things to hold on to and grasp. Now, I want to give you an example in it, okay? And people in the Bible that are knowing that God's in control. Acts 20, 24. Acts 20, 24. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life clear to myself, so that I may finish my grace with joy in the ministries ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of grace of the grace of God. These are the Ephesian elders exhorted in Acts twenty. So it's saying that whatever trials and tribulations going on in their life they knew that it was for a plan and purpose, and then they will finish the race with joy in the ministry from the Lord Jesus. The joy comes from Christ, okay? Not from our own selves. What's that joy come from? What do we do in that joy? We, we testify the gospel of Jesus Christ, the grace of God for all mankind, meaning that God gave His Son to die on the cross for our sins so we would be cleansed of all unrighteousness, so we can have eternal life. And then holding on to that and having that promise that Jesus never leave us, never forsake us, we have a duty to do. To spread the gospel, to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourself. God called us to do that daily. Charles Spurgeon said, that sin must die or you will perish by it depend or you, you would perish by it. Depend on it. That sin which you would save from the slaughter will slaughter you. Charles Spurgeon. Alright. Prayer and the, the providence of God. Prayer. Romans 11, 36. For of him... And through him, and to him, all things. To him, to whom be glory forever. Amen. All things. To him, through him, all things. Whom be glory to him. God. Everything is to be glory to God in our everyday life. Is it? Are we doing that? Are we seeking God? Are we glorifying God in our workplace? And through our family? Something to think about, something to acknowledge. Alright guys, this is what is truth. I believe the word of God is truth. 
Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can come to the Father except through the Son, Jesus Christ. God bless you guys, and um, all glory to God.